I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Andy, Jimmy, and JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty. It's time to get this party started tonight. You're listening to Footy Prime News and Dubs, your one-stop destination for footy news and dubs. Yeah, that's Amy Walsh. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. JC is here. Hey, JC. It's a full crew today. It's a full crew. We've got Craig Forrest. We've got Amy Dubs Walsh. We've got Jimmy Brennan. We've got Jeff Cole. We've got Dan Wong. I'm James yeah. Sharman. It's Footy Prime. Footy um, Prime News and Dubs, even news more. News and Dubs, yeah. News yeah. and Dubs. Early, early record today. We're doing this at 7.15 in the morning. Fuck. <laughs> Jimmy, yeah. fuck. <laughs> That's tough for podcasting. Although, Craig, we used to do uh, live television earlier than this, didn't we? For the Premier League on those early kickoffs. Yeah, we used to get up a little earlier, though. We have, I would got up like five minutes ago. <laughs> Used to give myself at least twenty minutes. <laughs> Roll in. Yeah, well, you, you could because you didn't have to worry about the hair. Oh, jeez! Fuck off! Hello, no, I'm not being a prick. <laughs> yeah, I you are. Being a prick. I'm not being a prick. He's totally being a prick. You are being a prick. Yeah. I love it. If you have to say you're not being a prick, you're probably being a prick. <laughs> I was no, going to say that Dubs got initiated into the Women's World Cup with the craziest hours. Eh? Oh my goodness. Like her- that was your biggest foray into hosting in a studio, and you were you were backwards. <laughs> Why? Thank what? you, Wonger. <laughs> well, sorry, I just mean you were <laughs> no. upside down. Sorry, that backwards might not be the right term. Yeah, no, but I think like the difference doing a podcast in your own home is you're you're kind of rolling out of bed and maybe a cup of coffee at an earlier hour than usual. But like when you're going to a studio and makeup and you're maybe getting dressed up a little bit like you're you're not as cognizant i think of the hour you're just kind of more switched on whereas now i i feel like it's earlier than we normally record mm, that's true isn't it <laughs> yeah. to wake up and the travel to the studio in that makeup chair you have 
time to uh, kind of get your wits about you. As opposed okay, to implying that I needed a long time in a makeup chair, Charms. I uh, see. Now you just that's just self-loathing. I didn't even think about <laughs> that road. I was just doubling down on the prick comments yeah, from earlier. Exponentially. <laughs> yeah. Not, I haven't woken up in a bad mood and thought I'm going to hammer my co-potters today. No. <laughs> Craig had shorter hair than me. It wasn't that, that bad. Then he had hair. It's only since Sportsnet that he lost all the hair. <laughs> that tells you something. Yeah, it does. Since you started doing more podcasts, losing all the hair. Follically. But he looks challenged. Follically challenged as opposed to bollockly challenged. I think both. Mm. Both. (laughs) (laughs) Where should we start today? Uh, So today they're going to announce the Canadian Soccer Players of the Year, men and women. The finalists were were divulged yesterday. We had uh, Jesse Fleming, Ashley Lawrence, and uh, and Chloe Lacasse, mm. the women's side, which I'm really happy about. And the men is John David, Fonzie, and Stefan Estacchio. So I actually had the privilege of voting. I have done for years now since I was on TV. So uh, my, my votes were, actually, I voted for... Uh, or Jesse Fleming is, I think, automatic. I'm in for Stacchio for the men. Um, I, I think that he's had just a fantastic well, year. He uh, is now cemented in that Porto midfield. They won the cup last year. He scored a goal in the final. They finished runners-up in, in the league. They're currently first in the league. He's become probably Canada's most important player. I'm not saying he's better than Fonzie. Fonzie's still the best player we have. We know that. Fonzie's had a Fonzie year, although of late, not not in great form and hasn't been great for Canada. Um, So that's why I put the Stacchio. Can I ask, is that the way it is supposed to be voted on? Is it performance for Canada? Does that hold a higher level of voting or is it just overall performance on the pitch professionally and internationally overall, but I I like to weight it certain, a certain degree. How do you approach it? What's your weighting? I don't, what what my criteria, should I pull out my, my file? I don't know. How do you do it? Do you you just throw it at Like, do you go to the pub like Jimmy and throw a dartboard at it and it (laughs) comes up at a number 11, whoever 11 is. Do you throw dartboards at darts? Is that what you do? That's right. You have like darts just like sitting there in the room. Yeah, throw it at my fucking mouth. Throw it at my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Throw it at my mouth and throw the dartboard. Jaycee's actually showing us a little box of darts there. Why do you have a box of darts? They're uh, those guys. Yeah, I have I have darts. Um, they're my uh, they're my wifey's um, late grandpa's uh, grampy's darts. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. Grandma just moved into, or nanny just moved into a new place, so uh, found these, and uh, I'm gonna start playing some darts. Yeah, they'll get some really elder good. abuse. Some elder abuse for JC rifle oh. through her stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. can't, can't go there. We just talked about no, death. I thought you were implying with darts. That's why I reacted. Oh, no. <laughs> That's what we my brain did. Judgy, judgy in the top yeah, right today. I know. Nanny, eat your porridge or you're getting a dart. <laughs> I also found this purse full of money. I took that as well. Yeah. JC, make sure, though, when you, uh, when you carry those darts, you don't put them in your pocket. <laughs> why? It's like hell when you sit down. <laughs> 
What, my back pocket? I've jabbed my sack before, and it's not the uh, it's not a great feeling. That's Ooh. not a dart move. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a Jimmy, dart. Come on. <laughs> you play in a darts league, Jimmy. Do you have like your own darts, or do you like just use the the pub darts? No, I've got my own darts. Yeah, are they like spring loaded ones? <laughs> do they say Jimmy Eleven on them? <laughs> <laughs> on the flights, yeah, they <laughs> sure they do. <laughs> I do. I wear my boots in, and then my darts got eleven on them. <laughs> All the guys love it. They love it. All the guys love it. No, I'll show you me. my dart shirt one day. Oh, that'd be awesome. Is it like yeah. a bowling shirt? Yeah, awesome. I got a couple. So yeah, my yeah, back to uh, our conversation. <laughs> my my criteria is just: are they good or bad, and who played better? for the year longer to answer your oh, question. Okay. No, that's fair. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was – does anyone disagree? I mean, there's a case to be made. It's the final threes, right? So um, I gave the final threes in each men's and women's dubs. Do you have uh, any any disagreement with, with Jesse or Stefan Estakia? Um, I think Jesse, um, I see her the same way as I see, like, an Ashley Lawrence – what works against against them is their consistency. Yeah, is that for for club for country? They're, I mean, I would say aside from from the World Cup, and then Jessie had that calf injury, and she wasn't as involved as as everybody I think would have liked. But I think that Ashley Lawrence underperformed. Um, but overall, at at club, um, whether she was with PSG or now she's since joined uh, Chelsea, she's oh like her she really sets a high standard. That almost works against her when it comes to these sorts of uh, votes. Um, I think I saw Laura Bryan um, yeah. talk about uh, Vanessa Gill, That's and right. that is also a really good shout. And I think probably um, from a, a defender standpoint, I think that Kadisha Buchanan has has got more accolades in the past. She's been around longer; it makes more sense. But I think that she's fighting for minutes at Chelsea currently or recently. Um, whereas Jill just seems like she's on loan at Lyon from Angel City FC, just extended to 2025 or through 2025, I should say. Um, and she's made uh, a great spot for herself next to Wendy Renard in that back line. Um, so she just continues to to rise in terms of reform at club. And then she's doing the same for, for country where she plays a really simple game. She's incredible with her head on set pieces. Um, and like, physicality but also technically i think you you see her you know somebody who came to the sport so late you see that development of her game that progression in her game um happening so i think she deserved i think at least to be in that in that short list i had kaylin sheridan in there as well Mm -hmm. also Um, a great year with san diego she was great and with canada she's kind of cemented herself and has that not just that with her is that personality as well that presence Mm-hmm. And aside from one goal at the World Cup, we we shan't talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a really good season, so that there's there's options that there's depth. Were you ever nominated, Dubs? That is a good question. I don't know. If I had to guess, I she would have known. She would have known. What are no, we talking it, no, about? it wasn't as big a thing <laughs> at all. I mean, and then looking at Sinky, like honored last week at BC place or Christine Sinclair place for her last game, retiring from the international game on her list of accomplishments and, and awards over the years. She was a 14 time Canadian player of the year. 14. Yeah. So she, I think Sink probably won almost every single <laughs> year that I played, obviously other than the couple of years that I preceded her. 
in that Jimmy, Was it a big deal to you you guys when, when they announced the Canadian Player of the Year? Was that something that you actually took real notice of because you were overseas at the time, probably? I was overseas. I didn't even think they told me. I think it was a few years later. They said, oh, by the way, you're, uh, you were the Canadian Player of the Year in 99. <laughs> was that when it was, 99? I think so, yeah, 99. Well, what happened was we were so shit for so many years that they yeah. actually didn't have a Player of the Year. They did, they, there was zero, nothing. And then years later, they decided to go back and just pluck players and go, oh, yeah, Harry, here, you have Player of the Year. You... No, really. They did it retroactively, really? Yeah, it was kind of strange. Maybe that's, that's when they weird. used the dartboard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Number 11, yeah. Jimmy Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> that is a real mm. sad indictment of that's, that was Craig in Canada soccer over the years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that JC? Craig 94 was Canada's player of the year. Not if, just at once. Well, I mean, it could have gone way back. Oh, wait, and 2000. Yeah. Oh, oh, of course. Well, you Craig, cup, Craig doesn't tell you anything, right? Like we were sitting on my deck mm. smoking a blunt and I'm going through his, <laughs> this is like, this is in the summer and I'm going through his accolades. I'm like, you were player of the year at Ipswich. And, uh, you know, I, I've mentioned this to you guys before, but I'm always like, dude, you need to tell us these things. I know you don't like to brag, but there's great conversation. So, he, and he goes, yeah, well, it's because, and he thinks so much like the team, if your keeper is the best player on your team, you've had a shit year is what Craig was <laughs> thinking the whole time, right? But you were player of the year on a Premier League team. And I'm sitting there going, that's incredible. And you don't say things. That's that, was awesome. the, that was the year we got beat 9-0. Well, still. <laughs> and you got man of the match. Yeah, it could have been 15. <laughs> 44 saves that game. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we really picked the wrong ex-pros in this podcast. Right I now. know. Like, we're fucking modest. We need some dicks and big-time Charlies. We really do. It's going to brag and build their brand. It's about the brand. We need those guys and yeah. girls. It'd be entirely unlistenable. Yeah, they would be, actually. <laughs> no one would like us. Come on. <laughs> yeah. They like the every man and every woman ex-pro. Oh, that, they're actually just like us. Approachable. Accessible. Yeah. Inclusive. <laughs> Even the one Your, as you said last year. pod, Wong, yeah. you said inclusive as fuck. Yeah, well, we are. Yeah, we're 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 pushing away the the creeps right now. That's all we've got. Yeah. We're we're letting them in, and then we're like, oh, you're a little too creepy. Charms, <laughs> do you think that there's an argument to be made? I think I agree wholeheartedly with what you said about Eustachio being well deserving of that award. But with the form that John David was in for for Lil, do you think that that vote gets split? But he was in form. That was 2022. But I mean, also like the the beginning of 2023. He was pretty. He was slower though. He definitely slowed down post World Cup. Okay. Right. So Laren scored. Laren was scoring goals. Remember, yeah. he went to uh, Spain in the window and began scoring goals mm-hmm. and helped them stave off. Did they stave off relegation? I forget now. Yeah, they did. He's still there yeah, now because of Laren scoring like week after yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. So that was. But I mean, listen, I think John David did get in the, the top three. And listen, that's it's tough to debate. Um, who was in my top three? What did I say already? I had Fonzie. <clears throat> Fonzie, David, and Eustachio. Well, that's the show. No, no, no. I, I had Johnston. I had Johnston in there. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. I would have had, had Buchanan. 
Tejan Buchanan. Mm. He's hurt most of the year, though, Jimmy, right? He's hurt so much. That's the way I took him out. I mean, I, he definitely warrants a place. He's, but- he's, he's done well. Yes, he's got injured. But he's been playing very, very well. Hence, Inter's after him big time now. Yeah. And, no, even the, uh, and City as well. Right. There's been discussions, yeah. right? And, and Man City as well. Mm-hmm. So when you yeah, got those big clubs that are coming after, you are performing and you're playing good football. Mm-hmm. I, just I think you should have been in there. Injuries. And yeah, I like Lacasse. My, my two would have been Lacasse and either I like Buchanan or Estecchio. One of those See, two. I put... Lucas in there, I, I think she's great. She's my favorite just because she, she's a little bit older. She's kind of really earned her spot now this past 12 months in the starting 11 for Canada, right? And obviously, you know, I remember just from a bias standpoint, being in Benfica's, I think I mentioned this to you, in their club museum, walking in there and, and the first exhibit is the women's team. Mm. And there's Chloe all over the place, you know, trophies, et cetera, et cetera. And the, uh, the guy that was uh, the guy that runs the museum, I was talking to him. And he was saying that she had just she she left the club a few months before, but she'd just been back in the previous week, and they were all crying because everyone loved her at that club. They loved her, mm-hmm. and she did so well at Benfica. So that's why I put her in the, the top three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, prolific scorer there, but it's taken her move to Arsenal, I think, for Bev really to give her a legitimate shot, and then she's proven herself that you can't take her out of that eleven now for Canada. Mm-hmm. But she's continued to stay involved with Benfica, like running um, fundraisers and things like that, but oh, really yeah. staying in touch with that with that fan base because she's so revered. And now there's a, like, so Lacasse leaves, goes to the WSL with Arsenal, doing well, making her place there. And Mimi Alidu is scoring for Benfica now at a crazy rate. So one Canadian scores prolifically for Benfica and another one replaces her. And I was so trying to get her for an interview when I was over there, but she wasn't there. She's okay. off, off season, unfortunately, because she is doing really well now. And just that yep. Canadian connection is brilliant. I'm trying to, I think there's a mistake on this uh, Canada soccer. They, they gave a little rundown of each player and why each player should be nominated. Hang on. And you're fact checking it? I was going to say, yeah, for Canada soccer, imagine that. Um, they don't make mistakes, do they? Uh, well, I was going to gonna say, Wonger, before you get going there on that note, Laura Bryan, whom I mentioned as yeah. an argument for having Jill in that shortlist, her website, um, Rise Higher, if you're ever looking for current stats on national team players or our women's team specifically, go to Laura's site. Oh, amazing. They're fabulous. They're exacting. They have the right stats. Well, she did. I I was going to, I actually pulled up her tweet that I sent you guys yesterday. And uh, God, now I just clicked the wrong button. But, uh, oh, here she is. Full disclosure, my top vote for the women's team was Vanessa Gill. I went through every single stat, every single game, and no one did more for club and country than Vanessa. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to argue with Laura, but I was going to say about Chloe Lacasse and she she catches your eye when she's playing and that's what I like she plays with such vigor and vibrancy and uh is there another V somewhere uh, well I'm not gonna go there uh, <laughs> but and I don't know anything about football but I see her play and it's so much fun the way she plays because there is tactics while she's going she like she'll go full steam, then she'll slow down. It's it's 
very fun to watch her. And mm-hmm. that's my closure. It's all the things you mentioned. She's a different profile, which is Canada was sorely lacking. So that, yes. that dribbler being able to occupy those spaces so well, work in tight spots, but also just her soccer IQ. Like the goal that she scored um, at Langford, where it's a turnover. Yes. And she oh closes God. that player down. Yes. It's defensively how she's leading that line in the press that leads her to win that ball and to score. And that's also part of her game. And Sharms, you mentioned her age. So I think she's 30 now, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. for sure, older coming into this team and establishing herself. But that's part of what lends her game, um, you know, a different element, gives her that edge because it's her awareness on the pitch that that really elevates her play. I love her, just a hustle. That's what I love about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jimmy, you really her. like her as well. You're a big fan I of like Cass. Yeah. I really am. I love the way that she plays. And I think the reason being is because she's, she's a difference maker. Mm-hmm. She's an individual that can create an opportunity out of nothing. And I, I love that. And when you look at that national team, I think there's a lot of players that are very similar, but she's a player that does make a difference. And that's why, Wonger, you're, you're alluding to it because she's catching your eye. Um, but I do, I love the way that she plays. It's just like her heart and determination. Mm-hmm. You know, she chases everything down and when she does get it, she's productive. I really like her. I like her a lot. Do you find that, and I'm not saying this is her, in her case because she's played for many years, obviously, but players that discover themselves as footballers a bit later, do they give more? Do they do they appreciate it more? Those late bloomers? Look at, okay, Craig, Jamie Vardy is the one that we always talk about, right? Who played in lower leagues, lower leagues, lower leagues. And then he found himself and became this legend at Leicester um, and played late, still playing now. And you watch him play. I mean, a striker, I know, but the effort and the desire and the passion, you can't question it. Is that a thing, do you think? If those late bloomers, they, they do really understand, man, I've got to take advantage of this window now. Yeah, well, I think that they've they've gone through some diversity. Adversity. Well, that's probably not. <laughs> <laughs> diversity, too. Apparently, through diverse people in their life. Hey, hey, Jenny Vardy is not very diverse. Well, we're, we're, we're diverse as fuck. We're <laughs> diverse as fuck. <laughs> Adversity. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me of a guy like Stuart Pierce, you know, played for England, but he didn't start really professionally until he was in his 20s. And the desire that those, those guys have, because they've, they've had to fight through that and, and really work their way up and, and, and have that uh, tough times. And when they do get there, they, they want to hold on to it. And they know uh, when they talk to younger players that, you know, especially ones with talent, that don't waste it. Uh, you know, use it to the best of your ability and you're, you're gifted with it and, and don't uh, leave it to anything on the table when you're playing. Because you, you do see that sometimes, but with guys like Vardy and that, you see of just grasping every moment uh, when he did make it to Leicester at the top level and win the league and, you know, amazing story with him and how late he was. He was in his late 20s, I believe, when he finally got it to got to the Premier League. So, yeah, there's a difference between players that are late developers and an appreciation for it and uh, and a fight to know that you're, you're always got somebody coming up behind you that's trying to take your job. And, and I think that uh, they were those guys at one time and that puts them in a good spot for for a professional career later on. Uh, just confirm, so under Canada Soccer's um, announcement of the nominees, Chloe Lucas is a Chelsea player. Just, that's why. You kind of tell me, oh. she didn't play for Chelsea, she plays for Arsenal. Yeah. What? We all make mistakes, it's okay. 
We make many every podcast. <laughs> I mean, there's a fair amount of Canadians at Chelsea, mm -hmm. but yeah, who had a not... really difficult time scoring yesterday, by the way, against Hacken. Hacken, did they? Hacken, yeah. What happened there? Nil-nil draw. Oh, yeah? Yep. Mm. Chelsea were not good. Very wasteful in possession, especially in that final third. Just final pass, let them down continually. Wasn't Dave that the Starkey, Dave, Dave Stark and Terry Ryan rolling story, over? Sorry. What's Rolf that, Kevin. Forrest? Well, how can an interesting story? They play out of Gothenburg, the women's club. Uh, a lot of people would never have heard of them before. They've, they've been in the Champions League, but sort of group stage set up. But what a, what a great story, because they go back something like 70, 75 years, that club. Hmm. It's quite something. The Scandinavian clubs in women's football really did get a jump years and years ago with their uh, with their organized women's football. It still it still stands today. Their their system still produces really good players. And even though this is a small club, they can still challenge against the juggernauts of the likes of Chelsea and PSG and whatnot. Yeah, because for them, that's a massive result. It's really disappointing for Chelsea to not get that because I think they go into that game thinking a win's a foregone conclusion. But on the flip side, like for Hacken, that's a tremendous result, right? But going back to your question, Sharms, about players coming to it late and maybe valuing it a little bit more, not taking it for granted. I think, and I, I hate to make this a gendered discussion, but up until no, you don't. like that, no. <laughs> he is no, I, I don't want to. But yeah, there's there's merit to that, and I think Lacasse for a long time didn't get the attention. She's always scored goals, and it's taken you know into her late twenties to get noticed um, and to get called into national team camps. And I think she even applied for her Icelandic citizenship, if I'm not mistaken, or citizenship for a different country. Um, but you know, say five years ago, like before this boom and the professionalization of the, of the women's game, playing for your national team was all that you had. So there was really a stark contrast, I think. And this is not, I'm not going to paint every player with the same brush. And to say that men's players who had thriving club careers came to their national teams and, and didn't want it as much as, as the women, I'm not going to say that. But by and large, I think that you had women where that's that's all they had. So there was a, a different type of, of, of play and heart and determination that sometimes was lacking when you saw players come rather reluctantly into the national team setup. Yeah, that's a good point. Craig, let's talk about that. I mean, you guys have said many times, much you, you, you did love playing for Canada, putting a shirt on, despite all the challenges that brought. Were there players who had to be convinced a little more and perhaps didn't? appreciate taking coach 17 hours across the world? Uh, I have to be honest with you. No, I, I, with the group that we had generally, I would say that that wasn't the case. I, I think the players just love getting together and breaking from the norm. That was your league football uh, was a, was a welcome break uh, regardless of the results. And the guys got along so well uh, that, it was it was an absolute pleasure, and I don't think anybody ever. We joked about taking flights and cattle class across to Australia and whatever around the world, and you know we joked about it, and we knew how pathetic it really was, and it wasn't great preparation, but we absolutely loved it. We did. Jimmy, when you saw Craig trying to squeeze into a coach seat across various continents, was it, how funny was it? It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> laugh my ass off 
But most of the time, I mean, if, if anybody had uh, the emergency seats, we'd have to give it to the bigger guys. You know, <laughs> Forrest, he didn't give you much of a choice. He'd just take your ticket. That's what so you never told us this. You know, we never heard about this, eh, Wonga? About how no. Craig, you know, would actually have the uh, the bulkhead, whoever it was, <laughs> that seat with all the legroom. No wonder he loved it and enjoyed it. Let's get the truth, Jimmy. How was it? Were you pissed off? Were you angry? Most of you? It's just <laughs> a was, smiley arsehole over there with all the legroom was happy? The only time I was angry was if I got stuck in the middle seats on the long, long <laughs> haul. I used to hate it. Drove me nuts. Beside who? Remember when we went to... Uh, the Confederations Cup, we were, we were treated in first class to go to Japan, and it was just, it was unbelievable. We felt like we were like kings. We were yeah. just like, this is this is unbelievable. And I remember, if you remember right, Jimmy, remember the first class section was actually a a, a bar? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. There was, no, there was no seats. It was actually a bar. You could go up to the front section and stand by a bar. Yeah. Amazing. Did they had you, the bar stools as well that you could sit down on. You you were smoking nonstop at this point, Craiger. Did you <laughs> did you try and at this did, point? Well, did you try and sneak a sneak a dart in one of the bathrooms? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Did he just freeze? No, he's still there. <laughs> Greg, oh. was that you asked me? Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that question? Well, no, a, a cigarette. Did you try yeah, and sneak? We couldn't get through security. Jimmy got stuck in security with three darts. <laughs> okay, I'm not talking about dartboards and darts. I'm talking about <laughs> cigarettes. You were smoking a lot back then. Did you ever try and smoke a cigarette on an airplane back before all the security started? <laughs> oh, yeah. I used to take Air France to, back to Canada because they were the last ones you could smoke on. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you chose I'd fly them? over to Paris. <laughs> not, not the best safety record but great you can smoke there so it was worth the risk yeah. ah, I think we found our promo clip JC <laughs> darts leading into Craig's puffing cigs on Air France that's amazing <laughs> um, okay uh, Champions League men's side of things United crashed out didn't they yeah. but they played much better they played better it's okay, isn't it? Dubs. In the first right. half, maybe. Because <laughs> Bayern didn't give a shit, really, right? Yeah. No. 
Byron wasn't even really trying, right? We were talking about no. this on the dark web forest, right? Yeah. Yeah, not good. I mean, too, too reliant, I think. Um, like Ten Hag had talked about pairing um, Maguire and Varane at the back and like why he hadn't used Varane in the past because defensively fine, but then in terms of progressing the ball, too reliant on the long ball and he didn't want to do that. And then that's exactly what you got. So, I mean, it's just, just sort of confirming it, but I mean, that's not what you want from them on the pitch. And then also too reliant on McTominay through that attack. And then they, they were pressing rather high and seemed to get good energy from that, um, but never really led to a whole lot. And, and, and Bayern, they were like, when, when they were pressing, Fernandez was going really high and Amrabat was getting pulled out of that midfield and, and I mean, Bayern just has too much talent. And I thought they were going to get carved up a lot earlier than they did. But, you know, like like Forrest was saying, like they never really had their foot on the gas, Bayern. Luke Shaw and uh, Maguire out for Sunday now against Liverpool. I think it's a bad thing for United. I'm not sure. Maybe it's a good thing. I'm not entirely sure. But uh, I mean, it yes, just all yeah. went south for them, right? So, I mean, they cra- yeah. that that game looks winnable. I think from their perspective, after 45, they do okay. And then all of a sudden, they're with the results happening with the PSG game, and then they lose to Milan, and then they're they're like not even in that third spot. Right? Yeah, I know. They crash down, which doesn't help the coefficient. Finish last in the group. Ahead of next year's Champions League rejig, uh, where potentially top, well, any, any league essentially can get an extra berth in the Champions League, and the Premier League still look good to get the fifth birth but with the coefficients as they were with Newcastle crashing the way it did doesn't help it's, it's a little bit more interesting and uh, there's a lot of pressure now on those English teams in the Europa League and Conference League as well to do well yeah they're flying though in the your in boy is got proof he did yeah. he did yep Porto looked really good actually um five okay two. yeah five to two they come in OG, late first place, whatever. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he did score. He score. We'll take some votes away from him for that. Jimmy? Did you see Graham, Graham Potter's been linked with Man, Man United? See, it, we shouldn't judge him on his Chelsea experience, right? It's a fucking yeah. gong show there. He's a good manager. Yeah. But sadly, he's English, and he failed at a big club, so therefore he's tarnished for life. Yeah. Well, the two, two names right now is Graham Potter and Zidane have been linked Hmm. Why would Sudan go there, though? It's a dumpster fire. <laughs> I don't know. But then I know Graham Potter was saying that he's he's already sat down and had conversations with uh, Sir Jim Ratcliffe. So, hmm. Which isn't done yet, by the way. That Ratcliffe takeover or buy-in hasn't, take, hasn't happened yet. I guess it takes a while to do a £1.6 billion deal, right? It doesn't happen, it's not like buying a pack of chips. I suppose that's why it's dragging on. But yeah. it's going to happen. Do you think Potter would be a right choice, Jimmy? Um, I would like to see him have a chance. Look, we saw what he did at Brighton. Um, if he's in a spot where he can bring in the players that he wants and, and get those young players playing the, the attractive football that, that he was playing at Brighton, I think it'd be a good a good club for him. I definitely do. I think, you know, he just seems like he could be the right guy for that club. I mean, fuck, everybody's tried and everybody's had a nightmare with it. I know. Good managers. Like, great, yeah, legendary managers. managers. Yeah. Yeah, I have what to start it? looking at the players. It is the it might player. be them. Might be them. No, yeah, it is, it is the player. <laughs> you can't have you can't have that many world class managers that have come in and 
not getting the best out of these players. It's time to move them on. It's the players. It's not the coaches. You're talking with Mourinho. I mean, they even tried uh, Ollie. Ollie came in, different kind of outlook and thought, and he can't get it. Ten Hag can't get it. Like, nobody can do it right. And listen, if, if Ralph Rangnick can't get it right, like, no one can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Remember that era? That was wonderful. Should we get to footy picks? Are you ready? Yes, sir. So before, footy picks. Just before oh. footy picks. That's a note. Last, yeah. we can't get sorry, to only, picks. <laughs> only because our last rundown, and I knew there was an outstanding topic, and it was the Turkish referee being punched. Mm. Because we made we made jokes about uh, soft and scrapes because Jimmy Jimmy wasn't there. Then we bashed Jimmy for a while. Jimmy doesn't know this, <laughs> but he was bashed for about five to ten minutes on the last show. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. Listen, why don't you listen to your podcast someday? Um, Hashtag spicy jerk. Spicy jerk. Very spicy. Hashtag Neanderthal fuck. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> <laughs> but have you guys ever been in a in a situation or seen something so horribly bad? Because that was probably was unprecedented that an owner ran, you know, runs onto the pitch and punches a ref. Have you ever been in a situation like that with coaches, managers, ownership, anything like that? Any three of you? No. Thank God, no. no. What do you do in that situation? Didn't they cancel like parts of the league games to try and figure this out? They shut it down completely. That is incredible. The league, they shut down the league. And it's not a league that's a stranger to referee abuse, right? It's got a reputation, the Turkish league, Mm. but not at that level. And I know Colini. He he took a couple boots on the ground too. Yeah, Yeah. there's a few few good kicks there. Broke his orbital for Christ's sakes. But Pierluigi Colina says some interesting, you know, remarks about how this is just typical of refereeing. Now, this is obviously the extreme end, but wherever you go in the world, this referee abuse, and it has to change. And I've seen a, a lot of uh, British journos writing saying this is going to happen at some point, something similar to this in 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 English football, given the amount of vitriol and hate given to referees at the match ground on a weekly basis. It might not be from the owner. But someone's going to have a go at a referee, a pop, unless you change things right now quickly. Mm-hmm. Have you seen, I don't know what league it was in, um, but it's maybe last month where the same way where there's a spot kick awarded and then the referee counts out the 10 yards and he puts like the the little line down where the ball is going to be taken from and then 10 yards away where the wall is going to set up. He did the same thing when he was going to view like a, a call that was under review for VAR and he put a little line in the grass and then went over to the screen so that he was not bothered by players so that if they crossed that line, then it was like a threshold mm. and, okay, I'm going to give you a, a caution. But I mean, there's, there's something idea. to that. I mean, I think it would take a while. Like players would still, um, you know, cross it and sort of test the referee. But if everybody did that universally and you know that you're going to risk getting a yellow card or a second yellow and players get um, sent off, why, you know, why not trial something like that, that all referees do that? It's like a velvet rope at a nightclub. A lot of power. <laughs> yeah. A velvet rope. Yeah. 
right? Nope, can't step there. They're better than me. (laughs) (laughs) But they are better than you, Sharps. No, they are. They They are. are. In most cases, they're better than me. They're usually the people that are better than us, which is... Although I haven't been to a nightclub for a very long time. (laughs) I'm assuming they're still velvet ropes. Yeah. Yeah. You would know, won't Oh, God, I'm always behind the the I'm sure there's lots of people that are out all the time. Lots of people at the bar that are... 50-year-old uh, J- James Sharman would be attracted to? Sure. <laughs> 50-year-old James Sharman would be like at the bar with his head in his hands, Where ordering shots of whiskeys. Oh, God. Wearing his cologne eau de pie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't bathed since my shift at the pie shop. <laughs> Just reeking. Since you won at the pie shop? Since you won at the pie shop? <laughs> yeah. That's a metaphor. Yeah. Thank God. Go from the pie shop to the kidney? pie shop. <laughs> no i i tell you what i work when i come out of that, that factory i fucking reek i'm the messiest cook like you should see me and our head chef dave i'm his bitch um he comes out after a shift and he's like you can barely tell he's been working in a kitchen mm-hmm. i am like covered from head to toe in just food juice blood meat gravy you name it i'm covered I should take a picture at some point. Next time, I'm back in there on Tuesday. I'll take a picture. You should see me. And I just get home and Tony says, get in the fucking shower right now. Wow. That makes me want to order some pies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you the same your, at home? Having your sweat all over the pies. Mm. <laughs> What's that? Oops. Are you the same at home? Like if you're going to make pancakes. Yeah, I'm messy. For Tony I'm, and Joe. I yeah. So it's like a one pot deal. And then it looks just like carnage. Like it's just yeah. so many pots and pans and dirty dishes all over the counter. But the end result is amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, we also have to mention, while we're talking referees, Rebecca Welsh becomes the first yes. female ref in the Prem. Uh, between the, she'll do the Fulham-Burnley match on December 23rd. So that's pretty cool. But what also is cool, and I can't believe this, first black ref in, what, 14 years in the Prem? Mm-hmm. Um, 14 years? 14, 15 I years. I read yeah. 15, yeah. Yeah, thank you. What? And I was... Yeah. Incredible to me that I like that I read that and was like, what they <laughs> there's no black referees. I didn't even notice that. I'm so wow, you know, used to the white people in charge. That's <laughs> I suppose that's what look, it is, look at I... this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's crazy. First and fourteen. I'm trying to think. I mean, when did First Uriah and 15, Rennie right? Was, you corrected right. me, A eh, dubs. It's fifteen too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Was, that, was Uriah Rennie? The last black referee. Yeah, I, would, I would think so. It must be right, Craig. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Okay. So we've got women and, mm-hmm. and, and black referees. Maybe finally you'll get some decent referees. Hmm? Hopefully <laughs> they'll get some abuse. Yes. Oh, oh, you think there might be some abuse? That's a problem, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Sam Allison <laughs> confirmed his first black wow. Premier League referee for 15 years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, crazy. Good luck to them both. Yep. Why but that's crazy, right? Like, who, like, I didn't even, anyways. Yeah. Like, that's another it ceiling to be broken, but that's crazy. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are we doing, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's unimaginable. Yeah. 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 Um, speaking, yeah. So, back to the, the uh, awards thing. You see, so the Northern Star Award was uh, handed out this week to, uh, what's his name again? Shill. Gilgis, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, Gilgis, totally deserves yeah. it. Absolutely, he's incredible, right? Yeah, probably going to be the best Canadian basketball player of all time, probably, right? Better yeah. than Nash, close. Yep. 
Yeah, you guys know better than me. But He'll be better I, than Nash. Yes. Yeah, okay. So he's incredible and fully deserved, but not one soccer player makes the final nominees again. So Estacchio, given his season, which we've discussed already, doesn't even get a nod. Not even a, yeah, he had a good season. I actually wrote about this in the star today, and it's their award. Mm. Um, I don't like it. It happens over and over with a team yeah, for years and years and years. You're going to bite, no you're bite the hand that feeds you, eh, you know. buddy? No. Yeah. Is this your last article for this? It might well be. <laughs> it might well be. But it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's not attacking that specific award. It's just generally in Canada again, trying to hey, get Charms, why don't you, the mainstream. Sharms, why don't you bash Footy Prime? Tell everyone how bad it is. <laughs> you don't think I do. you listen to the podcast? You, you blame Jimmy for not re-listening? I'm always hammering this piece of crap we're doing each week. <laughs> Yeah, you actually re-listen or listen. You try to listen to all of them, right? There's no dubs. fucking chance in hell that Jimmy listened to yesterday's. No, <laughs> no. chance in hell. <laughs> That's how you get better, Jimmy. It's like watching, watching game tape. You know? I never did that either. I never watched it. <laughs> <laughs> Explains so much. <laughs> did you watch game tape, Craig? All the time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no chance. There were tape sessions, though. You just like in the back row, just having a puff, ignoring it. Yeah. I certainly wasn't worried about whether you're going to win the North Star Award or not. <laughs> Wouldn't get in there. No. I tell you what, we, we live on freaking Mars here. We really do. We live on a different freaking planet here. People have no idea about football. They don't have no idea what Estacchio is doing. They don't even know what league that is, what, it, what the Champions League is. Yeah. We see it all the time. I mean, we, soccer players have won this as many times as the kayakers and one more time than harness racing and synchronized swimming. Give me a fucking break. Harness racing. <laughs> wow. Chris <laughs> doesn't prep. I like that. That's amazing. Me too. <laughs> That's great. Good research, my tall friend. <laughs> Although, in fairness, though, when was last time uh, Conor McDavid won the Laurier Sports Awards, right? Never. They ignore hockey. Goes both ways. Goes what both awards ways. are you talking about? A Laureus Sports Award. It's massive awards in Europe. Oh. Greatest sports person, team, etc., etc. Look it up. It's total Euro trash, but it's big. Laureus <laughs> Sports Awards. Are you and writing may, an article for them as well? I might start actually. Yeah. yeah. I've got a plan for next week now. <laughs> How can you ignore ice hockey? <laughs> Did I tell you about Tony Betts? How about Fubo? <laughs> <laughs> Slide it in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'll enjoy this while it lasts. <laughs> All right, let's get to some uh, speaking of Tony Bet.ca, oh. some uh, some footy picks. Are you ready? Take it away. Tottenham. Well, yeah, let me just, yeah, we'll get to it. I know, but I'm just saying, what a game today. East Anglia Derby for us. Can we not? Yeah, but can we not throw to the Melody first? DJ Melody! Oh, that's right. Oh, we are, we are right now. Sorry. Say the hot spring in Van Wanger, please. Hot No, no, where they're from? Tottenham. Oh, that's better. You said Tottenham before. Tottenham Hotspur is like, how can you butcher it? And funny. Okay. Thanks. All right, so um, our wonderful supporters have been pragmatic and because they're smart, um, and they have put their bets in, and it, it's, again, it looks good. They won last week, right, didn't they? I think, didn't they? Oh, no, they didn't. No, they blew it last week as well. Um, so they're uh, – bear with me here. I'm trying to 
load up my oh my god what's happening here my phone's doing weird things so here we go all right so the uh supporters group their bet is as follows they have celtic beating hearts they have uh, <laughs> i love this one beer shot they play in the belgian second tier i believe beer shot are going to beat royal franks borans and they have uh, spurs beating forest Combined, you get a nice parlay of plus 275 on TonyBet.ca. They'll pay $18.75 with a $5 wager. Okay? That's what our beloved um, supporters club have this week for us. Let's go for uh, our always successful parlay. Uh, let's start with you, Dubs. Where are you going? Oh, great. I knew you were going to come to me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hopefully our lovely supporters club and their picks is a deterrent for our Jimmy Brennan to not bet on his forest. Right? I will not. I would Good. hope not. Because your betting has or been Norwich. shite of late and worse than mine. Yeah, Norwich Ipswich um, this weekend. Which doesn't take much, I'll add. <laughs> um, but listen, <laughs> I'm going to go with high-flying Bournemouth over Luton. Or is some people would say Bournemouth. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Bournemouth, who actually have won, uh, I believe, three or four. And since they turned it around from their, what is it, 13-match winless streak, they are second only to Liverpool Wow! in the league. Yeah, they have turned it around. So I like that over Luton, even though you're going against your beloved Rob Edwards there, Dubs, which I know pains you. I know, it does. And did you guys see my – we didn't talk about it. I took a picture of um, – of Rob Edwards last weekend and he was wearing like like a jumper like a half zip and it had it was like emblazoned it looked like a men's washroom symbol I was like what is that is that like just a reminder not to go into the ladies like why is he wearing that <laughs> it's for testicular cancer oh I have no idea but Ple- that's to me. I know I know <laughs> it would make sense though wouldn't it <laughs> It's a charity of some sort. I was, I don't think it's to remind them not to go into women's washroom. I know. <laughs> oh, I thought you were being serious. Can you not take everything literally, please? <laughs> it's funny prime the podcast. Amy's stalking the guy. Yeah. I just took a picture Zooming of Zooming in on him. I know. Single white female Amy throwing <laughs> back totally. to the yes. 80s, 90s. Good movie, that. Oh, he hasn't got a rabbit. <laughs> oh. That's Fatal Attraction, isn't it? Fatal Attraction. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Fatal attraction. Okay. Um, all right. So you have taken Bournemouth over Luton. Um, Craig. The biggest match in England tomorrow. Ipswich versus Norwich. Mm-hmm. That's Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> Norwich is going down. Come on, the Canaries. Big favorites, Ipswich. Minus 178 favorites. Um, Norwich plays plus 440. So on the road. But uh, you're taking Ipswich, which makes a lot of sense. Man, they're in they're in first place, right? No. Oh, they're not second. in first place. No, well, second now. Well, Leicester, Leicester won, so they're back up by a point. It's going to be a good battle. Big there, gap, though, between second and third. Yep, absolutely. Um, okay, um, Jimmy. I'm going to go uh, with League 1, and I'm going to take Olympic Marseille to beat Claremont. Why would you say that? 
because Olympic Marseille is just better and Claremont stinks. Okay. <laughs> That's tremendous analysis. And I need a win. And an easy win. I really need an easy win. Minus 227. Want, big favorite. You want to be a Ganya? I need to be a Ganya. Wongo. <laughs> um, I'm look. I'm going. I know it, we're talking about up and down teams, but I'm going Chelsea over Sheffield just so we may. They're playing at home. Ooh, I know. Sheffield have a good result last week. They did. They did over Brentford. I think. Yeah, they're. Yeah, I know. Just, Chris Wilder's good. now in there. He's got them playing with more vigor. Yeah, Chelsea. Vigor. Who, I mean, Chelsea could win this five nothing, or they could lose five nothing. I have no clue what to expect from that team, but they're minus four hundred, so massive favorites. Um, okay. Um, all right, Dubs. Uh, Dubs. Uh, JC, what do you have here? Uh, well, <clears throat> pardon me. Let me just clear my face. Um, so <laughs> I was going to go. There's uh, the obvious choice for me um, would be, you know, clearly uh, it would be the, the thunder from down under uh, Simon Whitlock over Paolo Nabrida. Uh, in uh, the PDC World Championship darts, but but that's a given. That's like a no no question. My man with the crazy mullet's gonna win that. So then I'm gonna go with with my special team, which is Spurs <laughs> over Jimmy's other Jimmy's special team. I don't know. Okay. I fancy the Forest. No. Oh, yeah, of course you fucking do. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> All right, Spurs over Forest. Despite the injuries, but it's still Spurs. They should be for us. But it was on the road. Mm. All right. I'm going to go. Um, let's see. All right. Oh, you know what? This weekend. It's, it's, it's held me in good stead so far. Oh, no, it's not. I was going to say snooker. But there's no bets. Oh, yeah, there are bets available. Oh. What's today's date? What is today? 15th. Okay. So it's games today. Shall I blow this on the first day of the uh <laughs> Well, it's, it's yeah. you and JC. You, you guys are taking Friday matches, so yeah. or Friday. So whatever happens today, well, sends the your tone. snooker load. Go. Oh, Noppen Sankam is playing uh, <laughs> Lamb Sanderson. <laughs> Sanderson Lamb. So that's that's you know John Higgins is playing Tom Ford. John John Higgins, he, he's due for a win. Sorry, I'm going John Higgins. A bit of pocket pool there while he's talking. Seriously, I was, as a matter of fact, getting a little bit aroused. Listen, that that builds. Uh, thanks to JC and myself, we've actually got some value now in this parlay. Okay, thanks to, yeah. money. Thanks to the snicker. Yeah, uh, five dollars will will win us fifty three dollars and seventy five cents. Mm. Not too bad. Odds of plus nine seventy five and Tony Bet. That's big money. What about Place odds on that guy with the uh, like the exploding orange dust on the table? What are the odds of that yeah, happening again? Yeah, well, yeah, the oil was this. End oil now or stop oil? It's those, like a protest. Dudes. It's my yeah. favorite snicker moment. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> Dorito <is>. dust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that. So tasty. So tasty. Okay. Uh, Wong, you sent me a text here. Was anything important? That we need no, to to? just something for us to uh, – MLS is coming up with some new rules, which I – Okay, actually, we'll read that and we'll, then we'll forget about talking about it next week. Yeah. No, we'll remember. Me. I'll just put it. I just threw it in because it came up, and I thought, "Hey, this yeah. is a, these are cool rules, and I'd like to hear how the players are would say the game, how it affects the game." I love MLS though; they always try new things, right? I yeah, mean, throwing using two balls in a match—that's that's kind of cool. <laughs> See what happens. I hope they lose the best out of three first round next year. 
Oh, please. <laughs> Christ, I haven't read this. Oh, please. When I open it up, will I be happy that that stupid idea has been I haven't uh, seen it yet either. Did, did you guys read that article that I sent over from The Athletic? No. My, Michael Owen lauding Brighton and their great play, but so what, basically yeah. lamenting the current state of the game and saying that you don't have to be technically gifted anymore. You just have to be physical yet. Yeah, just have, I think his quote was something like, you just have to be able to, to run fast and pass from point A to point B. But really? if you break down Brighton's side, they're they're a very like they're a highly technical side, right? And Michael Owen ran fast and passed from point A. To I point mean, B. Christ! I mean, the pot calling the kettle black, right? Did you see his um his interview last week about I forget who it was with, but talking about his competitiveness and how as a kid he would throw an apple core into the garbage can and it would upset his mum. No, I didn't see that. I'll try and find it for you. It's just Michael Owen is an interesting fella. Yes, he. Some of his, what is it? He's never watched a movie. That's one of his things. And I believe he doesn't like water or tea or something like that. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean he's never watched a movie? He's never watched a movie. Google it right now. Wow. He's it's, it's, it's a strange character. But I actually quite, I find him quite interesting. I, I don't mind him, actually. Some of his- well, You know what? Are, I, I, can believe he, I can believe he's never watched a movie because he watches Below Deck nonstop. He loves <laughs> yeah, reality exactly. TV over and over, <laughs> over, again. And over again. The first Are season only. Jimmy or Michael Owen? Michael Owen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm trying to dig it up for you. It's, 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 I just find the guy, I find him funny. And it's, he's actually a lot better an analyst than I think people say, albeit the Brighton observation was stupid. Um, but anyway, we all make stupid observations, don't we? Some more than yep. others. Some more than others. Mm -hmm. um, you'll hear a lot of them on Monday's podcast when we reflect on all the Premier League action from the weekend. You can find on FuboTV.com and you can subscribe at FuboTV.com slash Footy Prime um, and lay some money, sprinkle some of your hard-earned dollars on TonyBet.ca. <laughs> I can't say sprinkle. It's, I find it very disarming when I see JC and Wong are doing that with their hands. <laughs> 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 oh my okay, God. that's it. Anything else you want to get to before we uh, we, we say bye? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy the games. We'll speak to you on uh, probably Monday morning. Could be Sunday night, but at some point in the next uh, 48 to 72 hours, you'll hear from us. Uh, keep buying newspapers. Cheers. This episode of Footy Prime has been brought to you by Fubo TV and by Tony Bat. Make sure to subscribe to Footy Prime wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Footy underscore Prime and on Instagram at Footy Prime IG. What a great show. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 